Hi, this is Michelle Nyong'o. Thank you for listening to my podcast. The intention of the podcast is to tell a story, start a conversation on grief and loss, and later on in the series to host interviews with counsellors, professionals, and others who have experienced grief and loss. Please take note that some of what you may hear might be difficult to listen to and may be triggering for those who've experienced grief, loss, or time in a hospital setting. Episode 15, New Year, New Beginnings. There's something captivating about the new year. Maybe it's the prospect of leaving behind the old, negative, or undesirable aspects of life. Perhaps it's the chance to start afresh with new goals and new beginnings. It might simply be the sense of surviving another year. I've determined there's two things I appreciate about the new year. The first is opportunity for reflection. I savor the time thinking on all that has happened within the previous year. Sometimes I spend time noticing, other times I evaluate. It's fulfilling to take the inventory of the occurrences of the last 12 months. The second is the wonder and excitement of a new year with all the potential possibilities that await us. If December 31st is a farewell, January 1st is a warm welcome to the promise of things to come. From Stride Wellness, this is Michelle Nyong'o, and you're listening to Weary and Burdened. As I reflect on the past year, I realized how quickly things could change. I determined what was important to my life. The biggest lesson of 2011 was learning how little control we have. Like most people, I tried to maintain control over as many aspects of my life as possible. When my perceived sense of control crumbled, a feeling of helplessness took its place. Control is a funny thing. So much is merely perception. We perceive we have control of things we don't. Losing control or feeling a lack of control is a slippery slope to helplessness. Admittedly, that was the feeling that characterized much of my November and December. I wanted 2012 to be different. I wanted that icky feeling of being a useless bystander gone. I did the only thing I could think of. I relinquished control. Even though it wasn't mine to begin with, I mentally let the idea of control go. In my heart, I knew if I could change our situation, I would. I couldn't. Most everything was happening to us. Instead of trying to control things I couldn't, I'd take a deep breath, observe, and control the only thing I truly could my reactions. The result was relief and peace. I wasn't perfect. I continued to fret and sought control at times, but I made a more concerted effort to chill out. I had mixed feelings about 2011. 
It was the toughest year of my life because of David's premature birth and everything else going on in my life. In that sense, I was glad it was coming to an end. In the same breath, we were blessed with a beautiful baby with an extraordinarily strong will and a sweet nature. I had my faith tested and came out on the other side feeling closer to God than ever before. For that, I was thankful to 2011. It was definitely a memorable year. We originally planned on doing the countdown in the NICU, but altered our plans and celebrated New Year's Eve with the NICU crew and kids. It's a decision I don't regret. We had an absolute blast hanging out, eating treats and gabbing. I promised myself I'd do my best not to let the other kids get lost in the situation we were in. It was a hard balance to achieve. We rang in 2012 and my wish was for it to be filled with health and happiness for all my friends and family. We cheersed to Max, David, Liam, and all the other sweet babes of the NICU. I truly thought 2012 would be our year. So much so that I wrote in my journal in bold, all capital letters, a brand new beginning. As a sidebar, when I read back my journal, I felt so sorry for myself. Not present day Michelle, but the oblivious mom who wrote in her journal with so much hope and optimism. In fairness, the end of 2011 and the beginning of 2012 were positive. Reuben and the kids had arrived home safely on New Year's Day. David was rocking the CPAP. I had checked back into the Easter Seal house. I was writing about missing the comforts of the home we stayed in, including their king-size bed with the most fantastic memory foam pillow, the extra beds for the children, the laundry room, and regular-sized fridge. In my journal, I recounted the small joys found in regular-sized towels and two-ply toilet paper. I had been lulled into a sense of normalcy as David floated along. I wasn't worrying or holding vigil beside David's bed. I contemplated New Year's resolutions and binge-read Life Without Limits. I quickly learned 2012 wasn't an absolute fresh start. It brought with it some of the mess of 2011. David went from great, to okay, to not so good, in a matter of a day. To make a long story short, David was re-intubated and put back on the oscillator. He was off feeds and had three IVs. Bing, bang, boom, we were in the gutter. Darn, how could this be? David had neck, necrotizing enterocolitis. Quite possibly the scariest thing in the NICU. It's a problem bacteria in the gut and common in preemies, particularly the micros. It wreaks havoc on their little bodies. You never like to see a doctor sucking blood out of your baby's stomach, especially out of a baby who is usually so vibrant, but had become completely lethargic and exhausted. Scary for sure. Every time Reuben left, it was like David fell apart. What could we do? We waited. I stayed at the hospital to monitor him. It was late, but they were constantly making changes to his medications, air pressures, and his settings. So I wanted to be around for the results. The nurses got me a bed in the hospital. I didn't know if it was the sickest he'd ever been or a crash from doing so well. 
I prayed all the medications would do their job and desperately hoped they caught it early enough. We asked so much of David, but I knew God had a plan for him. It was my job to cheer on our little man. I believed it was only a bump on our path. I thought this too shall pass. Written and narrated by me, Michelle Nyong'o. Music by The Wristband. All post-production work done by Waxwing Productions. Artwork done by Danielle McCray. <laughs>